You're listening to the best of the Martha Zoller Show. You can hear the show live Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN and streaming at accesswdun.com. You can find all things Martha Zoller at marthazoller.com. Joining me right now is Senator Shelley Eccles. And uh, Senator Eccles, uh, give people just kind of like an, a, a thumbnail of what led, you know, this Colton Moore letter and what it says. And then let's talk about what you uh, have done to respond to it. Well, you know, it's interesting that um, Senator Moore has circulated this letter um, demanding the special session. But to my knowledge, and and I've spoken with with several um, senators, he hasn't personally asked any of us. He's not reached out to any of us um, to ask us to sign his letter. Um, You know, to me, you know, that, that, that shows that this is just political grandstanding. You know, I think he's using it as a as a way to, to, to fundraise um, for re-election or for his further aspirations. But um, this this is unrealistic, actually, what what he's asking us to do. So, so this letter you know, enough was in, is enough. This letter was in response to uh, the indictment, the Fulton County indictment, or the lead-up to the Fulton County indictment, and wanting to call some sort of special session, which we can't do, uh, because he wanted to go around the lots looks like to me right yeah he he wanted he calls for us to to call a special session um he doesn't say you know exactly what his plan is to do once he gets this special session convened you know in georgia there are two ways to um have a special session the governor calls one or the legislature with three-fifths vote on both sides can call for one and if you just look at the numbers you know there are um it requires 108 House members to vote for a special session, and we only have 102 Republicans. So that means you've got to get six Democrats to vote with you to call for a special session to impeach or to do whatever he's calling to do with Bonnie Willis. And then in the Senate, it takes 34, and we only have 33. So, again, you know, my question the whole time has been, okay, you're demanding this of Republicans, but which Democrats have you talked to about this as well? Because we can't do it alone. So you and Senator Hatchett issued a letter this morning, very strongly worded letter that um, we read parts of, and we're going to, you know, I'm going to make it available to, to people to look at, and it will be available to look at. But you're basically saying what is fact and what is not in this letter. Correct. You know, there's a lot of misinformation going around. In Colton's letter that he sent to the governor and that he's demanding that we sign, you know, he he referenced Article 5 of Georgia's Constitution, and, and that's not even the correct article to reference. So, you know, there, there are factual um, inaccuracies in his letter as well as unrealistic expectations in his letter. So, you know, I just want the, the people of Northeast Georgia, you know, Senator Hatchett and I worked on this letter, um, you know, he and I together have issued the statement, and, and we just want our constituents to know that, you know, they're hearing a lot of noise about this, but, you know, they need to be mindful of the facts. Well, and I kind of like the idea that whether you're talking about pardons and paroles, that's done by a board, by a panel. It's not one person that decides that this district attorney oversight law that was passed in the Senate last year is similar in the fact that 
you've got to go through a process. You've got to you've got to have a panel. You never want to, regardless if you don't like somebody or not, you don't want to rob somebody of their ability to be in a job or make a living without due process. I mean, that is what what this allows for. And all of this kind of stuff is even more important for the people you don't like than for the people you like. Well, you know, there, there are two, two points to that Senate Bill 92 that was passed and signed by the governor this past year. Number one, Colton Moore is the only Republican who voted against that bill. And number two, you know, flip the switch and let, let Democrats control the, the legislature. Let a Democrat be governor. Would we want someone to, to, to you know, go ab- above the law and, and, and do what they want to do to come after a partisan person? Or should everyone be treated fairly and, and, and looked at by professionals who know what they're looking at? And, and you know, that's, that's the selling point to me is that, you know, I'm not a prosecutor, I'm not a solicitor, but this bill allows professionals in the law to look at what's happened you know citizens can bring a complaint to that panel and they investigate it and then they make a decision and that's the way it should be handled absolutely so have you heard anything about this letter has there been any response yet well you know we just issued the letter you know late last night early this morning you know there's been a lot of attention on social media um, with with Senator Hatchett and my joint statement, and um, you know, I, I expect that um, some other members of the Republican Senate Caucus are issuing their own statements as well. And you know, basically, we're we're tired of being you know bullied by one one member of our caucus into doing something that's unrealistic. So you know, we we would just we're ready to stand up and and let our voice be heard. Let you know, put the facts out there for people so that they know exactly what can and cannot happen. Absolutely. And look, I I would listen to uh, someone that Andy McCarthy, who's a great federal prosecutor, that um, is kind of broke down the Fonnie Willis case. I mean, we can watch it as it's happening. This case is coming apart on its own. It's it's not going to need much Absolutely. help, you know, much help from us. I mean, it's not a very well put together case and you're already seeing it start to fall apart. If people want to know more about this letter, which is really important, and this message of leadership, I just want to applaud you and Senator Hatchett for stepping up and, and taking a stand because I think that one of the things that people are complaining about is the fact that there are things going on, and obviously you can't comment on every single thing that happens, but there are things going on, and the appearance is that if a Republican does it, we don't say anything about it. And I think that while we should stick together on certain things, but if someone's doing something that's against the law or or goes against a bill, and the fact that he didn't vote for the bill is an important fact, you got to put those facts out there. Well, we need to stand up and, you know, when someone is misleading the public, and that is exactly what he's doing, you know, I don't care if he's a Republican or Democrat, we need to stand up and say right is right, wrong is wrong, and he's misleading people. And, I mean, there are senators getting threats. They're getting, they're receiving threatening text messages, threatening mail from out of state in response to this. And enough is enough. This is, this is childish. You know, I think someone, my husband actually said it. So look at me circus. You know, he, he's just doing it for attention. And, you know, the facts don't matter as much as the attention he's receiving over it. So, I, you know, I just think it's a time, it's time for adults to stand up and, and say, you know, enough with the childish behavior. 
this is what we're, we can do. This is what we cannot do. And what you're asking us to do is, is unrealistic. And we need to see more from uh, leadership in both sides of the house. We need to hear from people about it, and they need to be available. But uh, Shelly Eccles, thank you so much. You're always available. And if people need to get in touch with you on any uh, issue related to constituents or this issue, how can they do that? The easiest way to, to get my contact information is to go to senate.ga.gov and search for your senator. You can plug in your address or just look for me in the in the scroll down list and my contact information is there and we are happy to respond to anyone. Absolutely. Shelly Eccles, thanks for being with me today. Thank you, Martha. It's where North Georgia comes to talk. It's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. Joining me right now is my good friend, Senator Bo Hatchett. I've known him since I was an old graduate student, and he was a young law student. So it's been a great time. Senator Hatchett, thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, Martha. Thanks for having me on. It's good to hear from you. Now, you know, tell us, first of all, about this letter that you and Senator Eccles um, put out and really kind of what led up to that and where we are right now. Yeah, thanks. Um What's there's no surprise to, to people that you know there's some things going on in Fulton County with the DA's office that I think we need to look into. Obviously, I believe we need to look into, and there's a right way to do it, and then there's a fake way to do it. Um, what's happened is we have a senator from Northwest Georgia that put out this letter claiming to have three fifths majority and citing a a constitutional statute that when I looked it up, he he. He made it up. It's not even a real statute, but he's banging his fist on the table and standing at the, you know, on on the microphone screaming, sign this letter and take action. Well, that letter's fake. It's a monopoly letter. And what he's doing is he's raising money off of it. He's saying, sign my letter, donate here, support me. And, you know, my duty and the oath that I took, I take it seriously. And my constituents need to know that Look, we are doing something. We created a prosecutorial oversight committee. Um, when we get back into session, we've got a government oversight uh, committee that I've talked to the chairman of that he thinks he can have investigations um, and hearings. But one thing we can't do is call a special session and impeach a DA because I don't know how they teach math up in Northwest Georgia, but we don't have the Republican majority that we need. And so lying to constituents and misleading them all because you're in debt and you're on your campaign disclosure and you need to raise money is just wrong. It's wrong. And the people of Georgia need to know it. And that Senator needs to be called out. So, um, Senator Colton Moore is going to be on the program on Tuesday. So we're going to talk to him about all of that. I know that he used in Shelley Eccles because I'm assuming because y'all are Republican senators, you have access to each other's databases, of donors and things like that, and it's available. I don't know exactly how that works, but he actually sent text messages to Shelley Eccles' constituents and tried to raise money off of that. Did he do that in your district also? He definitely did. He definitely did, and and he's trying to raise money all over the country too, but when you when you send those to my district, I've got to let people know that, got to let them know the truth. And, um, you know, the funny thing, the ironic thing about all of this is before last year, the way the Georgia Constitution is set up and the separation of powers, there was no way to discipline or 
um, investigate a district attorney. And and we saw with the the growing political nature of the office across not just the state but the country that there needed to be something in place. And we passed Senate Bill 92 that created this oversight committee, just like the judges have, the JQC, where judges can be disciplined and removed from the bench. This is something that prosecutors can be investigated, disciplined, and can be removed from their office. And it's ironic because the only Republican to vote against prosecutorial oversight was Colton Moore. He was the only one to vote against it, and now he's trying to be a champion, probably because he he knows people are going to figure that out. Good morning. How you doing? I'm really enjoying this interview and uh, getting getting a lot of clarity, but I need a little bit more. I, uh, this is Rod Hugh. I guess my my question would be, what do you hope? What do you guys hope to uh, the end all be all once you finish with this? What do you hope to really happen with bringing this oversight committee in? What are you hoping to find out, and what are you hoping to do about it? Well, I think the truth needs to be revealed. And the truth is that the DA in Fulton County has already been reprimanded by a judge for using her position for political gain. She held a fundraiser for the lieutenant governor's uh, Democratic opponent and was removed from the lieutenant governor's case. So that's just one example of how this office, uh, this Fulton County DA's office, has been used politically, and that is not allowed under Georgia law, and this prosecutorial oversight committee will bring that to light. Well, and one of the things I like about uh, Senate Bill 92, and I know it can't be retroactive, but really all of this started, for me anyway, in Georgia, was with what happened with the Ahmaud Arbery case. You had a district attorney in that case that because she had worked with the people that were involved, you know, kind of looked the other way and didn't take action. And she was finally removed but there's still she's still awaiting action to be taken against her. And, I, you know, for me, that's kind of where that started, where I started looking at DAs out there and what was happening. Um, so I think this is needed, but it was only signed into law this year, which means it's got to take time to be able to put it in process. Also, I love the fact that in Georgia that you don't have one person, the governor or whoever it is, that could throw somebody out or pardon somebody for for that matter. I like that we have panels, which means you're going to bring multiple voices to the table. You're going to have checks and balances, and you're going to end up with a result that is thoughtful and prudent instead of knee-jerk. And that's right. And the the commission itself is made up of former prosecutors and former judges that know the the law, that know the requirements and responsibilities of district attorneys, of prosecutors, and they are going to be able to investigate and and take action. We've given them that power, and the law was signed May 5th. It went into effect July 1st, and you can file your complaint October 1st, which the good thing about this, too, and something that I want to make sure listeners know is this prosecutorial oversight committee, anyone can file a complaint. You can take action into your own hands. You can file a complaint. And like you said, it's not just about what's happening in Fulton County. In fact, this was passed long before that happened. This is to address DAs all over the state that go too far. And um, I think it's, it's, it's 
it's a big move for Georgia, and it's a move in the right direction and, and having more accountability across the board. So what's the response been from your constituents? You know, my constituents are, are in support of of me and in and, and support of what we're doing in the legislature, what we did. And they know that this con that's coming out from northwest Georgia is just it's just a con and he's raising money off of it and he's sending uh, letters all over the country but the thing is is he's taking money out of the pockets of hard-working conservatives and he's using it to campaign and target good republican conservatives like myself like uh, senator Eccles and others across the state and it's wrong and he needs to be called out on it Senator Bo Hatchett, if people need to get in touch with you or have a constituent issue with you, how can they get in touch? Uh, they can call my cell phone, 706-499-6941. Bo Hatchett, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Putting the talk in news talk, it's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. Right now, we're talking to Senator Steve Gooch, who's really kind of at the center of this firestorm uh, in the Georgia State Senate this week uh, that involved letters from members and statements from members and what we can and can't do. And so he has to come on to clarify, and he's always welcome on the program. Steve, welcome back. Hey, good morning. How are you doing, Mark? Good. So just in a thumbnail, just give us your take on on the letter that Senator Moore put out, and then what actually the Senate can do. Yeah, so thank you for giving me this opportunity. And I, I just heard the uh, the good description that uh, Senator Bo Hatchett gave to your listeners, and he really hit the nail on the head. You know, we have a lot of issues that are facing us in Georgia, and, and this issue that came up this year with uh, the, the indictments of President Trump and the other 18 people from Georgia is very unfortunate, mainly because of the timing of it. This uh, district attorney has been sitting on these cases for almost three years, and it looks to me like she's politicizing and weaponizing her office as an elected official as district attorney. In fact, the judge in the case that she was uh, having these indictments brought before even called her out on it because she was trying to indict our lieutenant governor at the same time she was having a fundraiser for his opponent. Now, if you're fundraising for your Democrat opponent of the, of the nominee for the lieutenant governor, it doesn't look good for you to try to indict that opponent. And so we know for, for that sake alone, that is clear evidence that she is using her office for political reasons. And we believe that her putting this trial on March 4th of next year, right before our primary for, for our presidential primary in Georgia, is another example of her trying to politicize her office. And so we don't like the, the optics of that. We believe that she should step aside and she should not be trying to push these indictments through. But that's going to take care of itself. We believe that these indictees are going to be found innocent. They're going to be uh, vindicated, and they're going to walk away from these charges. But the situation that you're referring to with our senator from northwest Georgia is very unfortunate. We have rules of conduct in the state Senate. We all agree to these rules. Senator Colton voted for the rules that we govern ourselves by, and he violated those rules the last two weeks by calling out senators for something that, quite frankly, he knows he cannot perform. We cannot have a special session without votes from the Democrats. He knows that he's not going to get those votes. 
senators from all over the state realize that. So the fact that he put out this letter calling for a special session is nothing more than grandstanding. And he was trying to fundraise off of that, which is unfortunate. We need to be raising funds for these uh, Republicans that have been indicted and trying to help them clear their good names. We have one of our own senators, Sean Steele, that's been indicted. We need to be raising money to help Sean and his family at this time instead of trying to raise money for our own political gain. And so I support Senators Bo Hatchett and Shelley Eccles. They work hard in the Senate. And what they were trying to do in that letter was basically to get the truth out. And they put out facts. And that's all that letter was, was stating the facts of what the letter was meant to be and why we believe we have a better approach going forward on the Fannie Willis case. So the Senate bill that was passed last year and then it was signed into law that has to do with uh, district attorney oversight Tell people how that's going to be put into play, because obviously we passed the law, we signed it into law, but it's not like you wave a magic wand and all of a sudden you can start doing this. What is the process? Sure. So Senate Bill 92 was a bill that came up not because of Fannie Willis, not because of uh, Donald J. Trump, but it was because there were other uh, prosecutors around the state. There was an issue over in Athens. There's an issue down near Columbus. There's another issue down around Savannah. And you brought up the Albert, uh, the uh, Aldred Aubrey case, which was another great example of prosecutors that have no oversight whatsoever or had very little oversight. Senate Bill 92 was passed by the House and the Senate this year, which, by the way, Senator Colton Moore decided to vote against it for whatever reasons. Now, he'll have to explain that to you next Tuesday. But that bill was signed by the governor before January, or July 1st. It's in effect already. It's already law. The commission will be up and running in less than four weeks. So there's an opportunity for citizens, not lawyers, not trial cases, not a bunch of uh, legal uh, jargon, but a citizen can literally file a complaint against a prosecutor if they believe that this prosecutor is not doing their job for whatever reason. So this bill will give citizens an opportunity to be heard without having to spend thousands of dollars on legal fees. And that's something that we believe is an appropriate course of action for citizens to file complaints on this situation with Fonnie Willis as well. This bill was never passed with this intended. We had no idea that these individuals were going to be indicted when SB 92 was passed and signed into law by Governor Kemp this year. Yeah, that wasn't your intention. You had seen these problems with these other district attorneys. We already have in place this kind of oversight for judges which, you know, only answer to the voters. It gives an opportunity for these district attorneys that if they're corrupt, you don't need to wait until the next election cycle to deal with it and have a lot of voters that, quite frankly, on these down-ballot races of district attorney and judges, voters are not as educated. I'm not criticizing voters, but they're not as educated about it. You know, I, I needed to jump in right here. I was thinking about this. I'm like, this is great information because a lot of voters have no idea about uh, things that they can and cannot do. And so when you look down the ballot at your district attorney, they're just hitting that, that name. It's, you know, that they know or heard or whatever, not knowing whatever mm-hmm. is really going on and what they're really doing and what we really can do for ourselves. Great point, Rod. Let me just say this, too. Let me defend. We have wonderful uh, 
prosecutors in our state. We have wonderful Superior Court judges, great magistrate and probate judges. We're not after the judicial branch at all. The legislative branch respects the three branches of government and the separation of powers. This has nothing to do with personal vendettas. It has nothing to do with Democrat versus Republican. We simply want the laws on the books in Georgia to be prosecuted and do it in a timely manner. Look at the at the jail situation in Fulton County. There's been four inmates' deaths this year. Just a few days ago, an inmate died. We have serious situations that need to be looked into in that in that area of the law. And we believe our district attorney in Fulton County needs to be concentrating on the jail docket and trying to clear some of these cases that have been on the books for years and years. We have victims of murders, victims of crimes in Atlanta. They're waiting for those uh, people that are accused of those crimes to go to court and to get their sentencing that they should be getting for committing these terrible crimes against these innocent victims in Georgia, and they're not taking care of their business. So we want Fonnie Willis to do her job, but we want her to take the politics out of her job as well. Absolutely. Steve Gooch, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Well, I'll give my cell phone number out just like Senator uh, Hatchett did. My cell number is 706-300-6568. It's been that number for 20 years, even when I was in commercial real estate there in Hall County. I can, but I my can, office number, I can vouch for that. <laughs> my office number at the state capitol is 404-656-9221, and someone will answer the phone if you call that number. That's so awesome. please reach out. We'd love to have the input from everyone. And Steve Gooch, I've known Steve Gooch since he was in commercial real estate. He was the sole commissioner in Lumpkin County. That was a long time ago, right? <laughs> and then he's been, right. a, you know, he's been a guy that's been involved in what I will say about Steve Gooch is he shows up. You show up all over your district and all over the state, and that means a lot. Thank you very much. It's local radio, and that's why you're listening. It's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. Joining me right now is Senator, State Senator Colton Moore from the uh, from Northwest Georgia, and uh, we welcome you to the program. Martha, thanks so much for having me. Okay, so let's just, first of all, for people that may not know you, because you're fairly new to politics, I think you were first elected in 2019, just give folks a quick thumbnail bio of who Colton Moore is. Uh, so I represent Northwest Georgia. That's where Alabama and Tennessee come together. There's about 200,000 constituents there. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of the most conservative places in the entire United States. Um, I like to say it's uh, the most conservative part of Marjorie Taylor Greene's district. And how long have you, you were state house representative right before he became a state senator? That's right. One term in the state house, and, the, and this is my first term in the state senate. Great, great. Okay, so you obviously, I've interviewed a number of your colleagues that are from this area. I've, I've talked to a number of folks, and I've looked at all the things that have been written and read and things that you've said as well as what others have said. What basically they're saying about this um, uh, call for a special session is is that if you defund uh, district attorneys that you can't just single out one to defund you're going to have to defund all of them they're also saying that you don't have enough votes 
to actually get done what you want to do. So tell us a little bit about why you're you're calling for this special session as well as what you think you can accomplish. Well, I think their response about district attorneys is very uh, misinforming to uh, their constituents, right? The, the Speaker of the House says, well, she gets $120,000 a year. Well, let's just dive into that for a second. Sure, she may get a salary of $120,000 a year, but yet her entire district attorney's office is funded by Georgia tax dollars. And that's where my constituents become upset because they do not want their tax dollars funding Bonnie Willis. You know, they say we don't have the votes. Well, those are the same people who aren't voting, right? What I'm, what I'm doing calling for this special session is forcing a vote, forcing these legislators to take action and decide whether they want to be for Bonnie Willis or whether they want to be for the rule of law and recognize that Donald Trump and these 18 others are being taken political prisoner. I mean, I have a constitutional right, just as any legislator, to call for a special session. Um, the reason why we don't have the votes is because they would rather point the finger at other things like the prosecutorial commission that hasn't even found constitutional muster yet. Right, because it was signed into law this session Uh, I think it went into effect immediately upon the governor's signature. Some laws go into effect July 1st. Some go upon the signature, and it's being put in place. So you voted against that bill. So tell us why you voted against that bill. Absolutely. 100% the correct vote to vote against it. Now, certainly I hope that Fonnie Willis is the first person to go before it. But what the governor uh, has failed to recognize is that if the legislature gives a commission power, It cannot give a commission power that it does not already have itself. We as a legislature have the power to investigate a district attorney. We have the power to impeach a district attorney. So pointing a finger at a bunch of unelected bureaucrats to take on our role and responsibility as legislators is very ridiculous. It is an unelected bureaucracy. And what happens when someone like Stacey Abrams becomes governor and she starts going after rural district attorneys? You know, district attorneys who maybe aren't prosecuting uh, crazy gun crimes that Stacey Abrams may put in place later on. So when the legislature that's been duly elected by its constituents, you know, constitutionally have the authority to do something, yet we refuse to do it and point at a prosecutorial commission, you know, I think is very dangerous for future precedents. The other problem with that prosecutorial commission is the law states that they have to establish their own rules. Now, this commission has yet to meet. It's yet to establish any rules. And once those rules are established, the Supreme Court has to vote that those rules are constitutional. Not to mention the Prosecutorial Commission is being challenged with lawsuits and may not hold up to constitutional muster. So we use panels in Georgia for a lot of other things um, because, you know, the the theory is that it keeps the politics out of it. For example, there's a a panel of pardons for pardons and parole. There's a panel for judicial uh, oversight. Um, And that was the reason why we've done that in the past. Do you think those are not effective also? Well, you know, certainly um, in the circumstance that we're facing here, Bonnie Willis is still taking on political prisoners. So to answer your question, is the prosecutorial commission being effective? I think it's very obvious that it's not being effective. Um, Bonnie Willis is using my constituents' tax dollars to take on political prisoners. And meanwhile, we have the legislative authority to do something about it, but we are refusing to do anything about it. Instead, our legislators are pointing at this commission 
as the saving grace, and it's yet to save anything. Well, because it was just started. I mean, it it really. I mean, it what was signed into law? What in March or or April? I don't remember exactly when that was, but it's now you know September. So it's just yeah. Coming. Like I said, Martha, I, I hope Fonnie Willis is the first person to right. be removed from it. But we have no guarantee that that's going to happen. You also made a statement kind of like uh, this, if we don't get what we want, this is going to lead to civil war. I don't want to be a person to draw my gun. Um, I mean, obviously, you're a constitutionalist. You believe in the rule of law. You believe in a republic. Don't you think a statement like that is 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 a step too far? Well, Martha, it sounds like you're getting that statement from the way that uh, the, the left-wing media has turned that statement around. You know, when I made that statement, I made it very clear that I was having a conversation with my fellow senator, and I was encouraging my fellow senator to ask for a special session. And I, you know, relayed to him that if we don't get this done, if we don't find a solution, that there's a chance our constituents could be fighting this in the streets. And I think that's a very real possibility. The amount of love for this country and seeing the hatred for how it's being used, uh, this power that Fonnie Willis has, has done is it's it's nazism essentially right i mean these individuals were questioning the integrity of an election and one of my fellow senators is being indicted martha and when i have fellow colleagues when i have fellow senators who are too reluctant to say anything because they're worried that they may find themselves in judicial peril then that you know disenfranchises the 200,000 people that they represent and that's why we're in a constitutional crisis right now now, look, I know that, you know, there's 10,000 hours of me out there, you know, on audio. And I ran for office a number of years ago and and two and a half minutes of it was taken out of context to make me sound a certain way. So I'm going to play you the audio um, that that I was referring to. And if it's taken out of context, I'd like to know it. And then um, we'll comment a little more on it. My goodness, how many people in my district question that election? I mean, and now that we've got 19 people who are facing the rest of their life in prison because they spoke out against an election. I mean, you know, I, I told one senator, I said, listen, I said, we've got to put our heads together and figure this out. We need to be taking action right now, because if we don't, our constituencies are going to be fighting it in the streets. Do you want a civil war? I don't want a civil war. I don't want to have to draw my rifle. I want to make this problem go away with my legislative means of doing so. And the first step to getting that done is defunding Fonnie Willis of any Georgia tax dollars. And hopefully Representative Jordan and Representative Biggs will follow suit in Congress and strip her of her federal dollars, too, because she is not upholding her oath to the Constitution. So was that a fair representation of what you said? Absolutely. That's exactly what I said, and that's exactly what I mean, 100%. Okay. All right. Well, what do you want? Look, I I tend to think that this process is going to take longer, and you can call me a rhino or an establishment or whatever you want to call me. I have been in Republican politics for a long time, and I'm probably old enough to be your mother, okay? So it's, it's you know, I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot. I'm not saying I'm always right, and I'm sure you don't think you're always right, okay? So what is next? Because we've already heard from your colleagues. You've heard from other folks that it doesn't look like you're going to get a special session. So what is next? Uh, for next, for me, it doesn't change, Martha. I'm going to continue calling for a special session. I mean, the Chatham County Republican Party voted unanimously uh, to support my efforts for this. 
You know, GOPs across the state are starting to recognize that their senators and their representatives are the ones standing in the way. You know, the the ones that call themselves Republicans, that call themselves conservatives. And I'm going to keep tightening the vice, Martha, because we are bringing the rhinos to the surface right now. People are recognizing that they may claim that they're a conservative, but when it comes time to take action, when it comes time to stand in the fray, these senators and representatives are, are sitting on the sidelines. And not to speak is to speak, Martha. When we're, we're all next. When, when my fellow senator is worried that they may be charged with a crime for simply speaking out and doing their job, then we don't have freedom anymore, Martha. So it doesn't exist. Are you raising money on, on this particular initiative? Yeah, Martha, I am raising money. And guess where I'm spending the money? Do you have any idea? That's what I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I'm a yeah, question I'm asker. I'm spending the money in senators' districts that have called the special session call a ridiculous idea. Starting with Rep- or Senator Bo Hatchett and Senator Shelley Eccles. They were the very first two to publicly say that this would be a waste of taxpayer money, that I was being disingenuous. And there have been tens of thousands of text messages sent into their constituents' um, cell phones reminding them that it's their senator right. that is blocking the process right now. Now, you did, I mean, I we're, don't at, know we're if in you, political war. Did you, well, you say that, but did you know that Senator Eccles did receive a death threat that had to be investigated? Do you, do you, will you denounce that? Ma- Martha, Martha, do you realize how many death threats I've received over well, the past Well, I denounce weeks? those. I mean, right. we should be I able to have ridiculous. a political, we should be able to have a political discussion. And I happen to agree with you on the free speech side of what's going on in Fulton County, as well as, um, lawyers being afraid to represent people in the way that they can, that is definitely something we don't want to cross. So there's areas of this that I agree with you on, Senator Moore. But mm-hmm. I do think that, you know, with all due respect, and I mean this with the greatest respect, I think that some of the language you're using is inciting people that to do things that might you might be sorry for at some point down the road. Well, Martha, if, if you're... If you're... Are you insinuating that I'm trying to start a civil war? No, no, no. All I'm saying is is sometimes we don't think about the language that we're using. Words matter, right? If we haven't learned any lesson in the last 20 years is that the other side wants us to change the language. The other side wants us to to start using language that means different things. And I think that choosing words are very important. And, you know, I mean, I make my living on the free speech. Senator Moore. I mean, and I have great respect for what you're doing. I just think that I think that some of the tactics are not helping your cause. It's hurting your cause. That's just my opinion. And you can take that and two bucks and buy yourself a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. Well, well, Martha, I mean, I obviously appreciate anyone's opinion. Um, I know when I go back home and I talk to my constituents, um, they're ready. They're ready for a legislative fight. That's what they're ready for. Um, they are sick and tired of seeing the left continue to come down on, on free speech and Republicans. I mean, think about this. They impeached Donald Trump. They didn't, they didn't have the votes in the Senate, but they took the, they took the vote anyway over in the House. We can't even get the same thing done in Washington, D.C. right now. Same with the Georgia legislature. I mean, in the same week that our governor says that any election machine can be hacked, my Republican caucus colleagues are saying that Georgia is the number one state for election integrity. I mean, even the even the chairman of our ethics committee, the committee that has the 
constitutional ability to subpoena anybody that it wants. The, the, the same senator who is pushing election integrity legislation, Senator Max Burns, is saying that we're the number one state for election integrity. So what's, re- what's really going on? I mean, look at, look at all of the relevations that have come about in the last five days when it comes to this. I mean, it is an absolute garbage fire here in Georgia, and not to speak is to speak. Well, I do appreciate you coming on the program. You're welcome here anytime. Um, you know, we're not going to agree on everything. Uh, and I look forward to talking with you again. If people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Well, you can always uh, find me on X or Twitter. That's at Real Colton Moore. You can go to my website, coltonmore.com slash emergency, and you can learn more about this uh, push that we have going on now. But um, I certainly appreciate you having me on, Martha. To hear the full versions of last week's Martha Zoller shows, go to the podcast page at accesswdun.com, and you can follow me on social media at Martha Zoller.